It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. John Barcher, James Seltzer, Elliot Shore Parks, and hey, how about Vince Quinn coming in here and uh, taking care of business as Moshe Kravitz is on IR. What's up, fellas? Uh, we've got a lot to get into. I don't know if you guys know this or not. Pretty important game coming up tomorrow afternoon, and I'm kind of thankful for the 425 start. It allows us to get our engines Revved up, and we'll be down at the Jet Row lot at noon, uh, hanging out with lots of Bud Lights and uh, music and a lot of takes, which we'll address actually today. James, how you feeling, buddy? You're a little, he's a little under the weather A little today. under the weather. Yeah. A little, little, little Game thing time up. decision tomorrow? Yeah, look, I'm toughing it out. I will play tomorrow, all right? <laughs> I will be there. I will drink some Bud Lights. I will be hanging out. I'll be fine. Uh, he brought the energy so much there, too. Like, he was a little <laughs> sick beforehand. He, he brought it, though. Yeah, it's Zero good. to 60, baby. Yeah, Zero right. to 60. Uh, Elliot Shore Parks, how important are you putting this, and even, I would say, the next two games in, in, in terms of the Eagles season? Because that's mm. something that I don't even know. We're so busy. And by the way, I got to get this out of the way first before we get into this. Stop complaining about the corners and the DBs. Give them the benefit of the doubt. For the love of God, I'm so tired of hearing of it. I am so tired of, Jim Schwartz let go at 500 yards in a Super Bowl. Jalen Mills can't catch that. Shut up. Shut up. I'm tired of it. Like I'm, I Yes, it was one game. It was one game, and if you're going to point to anything, it's the safety. It's a dead body playing safety. Sorry, Corey Graham. I love you to death, but good Lord, if you're playing you know, cover three robber and you can't move out around the middle of the field and then you're telling your two corners, hey, you got to help your safety out, I don't want to hear about it. They didn't play that bad, and that's why I think I am giving everybody the benefit of the doubt heading into the next two games because they're at home, and we know what this defense does at home, Elliot. This is, this is to me, going to be fine uh, heading into tomorrow afternoon. 
Yeah, honestly, I mean, we talked earlier in the week, but you opened my eyes to the fact that everyone's ripping this defense, and I've always defended Jalen Mills. I think he gets extremely unfairly ripped in this city, but look, this team's issue is the offense. Everyone can talk about the defense. You can talk about the cornerbacks, Jim Schwartz. Look, no one's been perfect, and Schwartz said himself, we're playing like a 2-2 two and two football team. Jalen Mills is a 2-2 two and two cor- cornerback. But the issue with this team is the offense. We know the defense is going to bring it tomorrow at home. They are a far better unit at Lincoln Financial Field. To me, the question is, can this Eagles offense take advantage of what is a bad Vikings defense overall this year, but especially on the on the road? So last year, the Vikings were one of the better defenses in the league. Eagles put up 38 points at home. Let's see what this year's Eagles offense with Carson Wentz can do against the Vikings in what I'm, I'll say it, must win game tomorrow. Whoa! Must there it win. is. Must win. I don't, see, I don't think, I don't consider this a, a must win. I, I do th- not either. I, I think we've been in that pool a lot, James, where we've, we've tried to consider that. Three years ago, I think they can't, I'm, I'm okay with you can't start out 0-2 in the season. That's still something that I firmly believe in. I think you're dead after that. But, I mean, I, I think they can be okay in a lot of different ways here. They they have to. I mean, they don't have to win this game tomorrow. It's important for them to win this game tomorrow because yeah. I don't think the. I agree with Elliot. I don't think the Vikings are that good of a team. I don't know if I'm going to go frauds, frauds, which Elliot thinks. But how important are the next two games here, Jim? Yeah, look, I I'm not going must win. I would say can't lose instead. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I I don't think it's a must win game. I don't think they look. I think of the next two games, you can say they have to win one of the next two. They have two games Absolutely. in five days or whatever. I think you have to win one of those two. I think you can't come out of these next two games, two and four. I don't think that's okay. But I, I can't say they have to win game game five and be two and three. If, look, we talked a ton about the 2014 Seattle Seahawks, a team that came one atrocious play call away from repeating. Yeah. Um, they started off three and three, and then they yeah. went on a roll. I, I, look, we have talked so much about how the first month of the season, for years now, has been preseason-esque. You don't really know who the best teams are. It's hard to really take away too much. This team has had a lot of injuries. They're getting people back. They're starting to get better. Obviously, the McLeod injury is a big one, and you can't gloss over that. But I, I like you, John, I still believe in this team. I believe in the talent on this team. I believe in Carson Wentz leading this yes. team. I think they're going to be okay. And even if they lose to the Vikings, I still believe in this team. What is one of the first things Howie Roseman said when he got his job back? One of the first things. Yeah, the one, two season yes. most important. You, yes. Chip. Oh, not that one. <laughs> no. not that one. <laughs> you have to be, and you look, you'll bring up the Giants, yeah. right? But Twice. The majority of the time, you have got to be one of the top two seeds to win the Super Bowl. It's considerably easier, right? And so, look, if they lose tomorrow, are they not going to make the playoffs? No, they're going to make the playoffs. Could they win a game? Yeah, they'll probably win their first playoff game at home. But for all this talk about the new norm, this is who we are now. Like, when did three and three become acceptable? Like, I to me, these next two games will tell us everything we need to know about the Eagles. If they're a Super Bowl contender, if they're a team that can take care of business, these next five days at Minnesota tomorrow, at oh sorry, versus Minnesota tomorrow at the Giants on Thursday, win both those games, move to four and two, and show us this is who you are. I, I get that concept, and I think it would go a long way towards making everyone feel a lot more comfortable with this team. We're seeing a lot of consternation right now in this mm-hmm. fan base. Sure, if they come out and whoop on the Vikings and handle their business, people will feel better, but I don't think they have to. And I also, if they don't, I still think they're a Super Bowl contender. The, this team has shown, and obviously not Wentz, but the vast majority of these players on this team have had those reps. They've had those big game reps. They know how to win Certainly. big games. I think that matters in the NFL. And I also think that 
You look at how late they played last year. There's a bunch of guys who never played in February before, for the most part, save the Chris Longs and a couple other guys. Yeah. I think it, they, it just takes time to get back to where you were. It takes time. to And look, some teams never recover, and we could be seeing that. We could just see a team that where the injuries keep happening and they're just too run down. That's a possibility. But I believe if they get guys back and if they can start to work together and get back on track, I still believe in this team long term. I've said from the jump, and I think we ignored, a lot of us ignored as a fan base, to look at the red flags coming into the season with, again, you know, Jason Peterson, all of it. Everybody, you said slow start. I said it's all going to be slow. You were like, slow start, slow start, slow. Don't freak out when it's don't a slow start. Out. Don't Yeah, there's a mountain of injuries to overcome, and then there is more injuries to overcome, and then you're missing a lot of your running backs, and you're missing your top three potential wide receivers in the first two weeks of the season. There are things that are going to happen. Plus, you had to get Carson Wentz back. Plus, his offensive line suddenly is not playing that well either. Like, there is a lot of things that are slowing this team down. I think mostly it's because of that. But just like you said, James, it's a rhythm thing here. You know, Uh, I would be disappointed. And that's the other thing that I'm not saying I'm a little anxious. I'm completely anxious. I'm going to be freaking out if they're two and three. And because of Kurt Coupons, who kind of rolls back into the into Philadelphia and the Vikings kind of have their revenge or whatever. It's not going to feel great at all. But if they go ahead and take care of business against the Giants, which, I mean, that's when you... I think if they are two and four, then you can start panicking. Totally. You go like, all right, then you this can start is panicking. probably done. Yeah. So, at but three and three, I think you can panic. If they if they split here, I think it's going to be okay. Vince Quinn, I, I don't... I, I'm, I'm feeling okay at three and three. I'm not feeling good at two and four. Yeah, three and three is fine. If you go back and look at last season, uh, they started... It was The record was three and one, so it looked good, but all those games were really close. It came down to the end. Gritty affairs, like the Washington game, they were up five points with two minutes left. Uh, the Chargers game was a two-point win. It, it was close. It took them time to figure things out. It wasn't actually until week five, and then they just stomped on the Cardinals till they looked really good, but if you're looking at this team, like you said, there's a lot of injury issues. There is talent on this team offseason conversation did they did they get better in the offseason I, I say, thought they did I say yeah. yes and so I'm gonna wait and let those things bear themselves out so I'm happy you brought up last season because all right last year at the Super Bowl I remember talking to Corey Unlin the secondary coach and we're doing media day I'm sitting there talking with him and I said when did you know this team was really good like when did you all think okay we could win the Super Bowl and he said after their weeks the week six game yeah. against the Panthers I think right? that's when we all kind right of so you just too. brought that up right after that Panthers game, they were 5-1. and one. If they lose one of these next two, which you guys are saying wouldn't be a big deal, they'll be 3-3 three and three after six games. So you can't sit here and tell me that 5-1 and one last year, 3-3 three and three this year. You can rationalize whatever you want. Those are two different teams. If they move to 3-3, three and three, I think it's perfectly fair to be extremely nervous about where the season is heading. 888-729-9494. Is it that kind of importance coming into Sunday and then in Thursday for... Hey, if you need to really feel like this team is contending, can get back to the Super Bowl, they need to be four and two as opposed to three and three or two and four. I think we can all agree on. But I again, I I don't think it's it's that dire of a need. They just need to get into a stretch where they can start rattling it off. And again, Carson Wentz is playing phenomenal football. As long as he continues to play phenomenal football, this team's going to be okay. A hundred percent. And we didn't talk about it enough. We talked about it on the show on Thursday night at Go Birds Pod on Twitter, but. I think the biggest thing that we didn't talk about from the Tennessee loss was how great Carson Wentz looked. Mm -hmm. The most accurate I've ever seen him. If Nelson Aguilar catches a couple balls, they win that game. So I'm so not ready (laughs) to bail him. Wentz looks so much better after two games than anyone could have ever imagined. Mm -hmm. Like For me, that makes me more positive than I was 
earlier in the season, despite the the struggles and the loss in Tennessee. Um, so yeah, I'm look again. I think it's a long season. It is a long season in the NFL these days, and things happen over the course of the season. Where and again, I know it's a uh, you know less likely, but teams win the Super Bowl when they're not the one or the two seed. True. It happens. I, I agree. And look, you know, you mentioned bailing, right? I think this week, listening to 94 by P all week, like you hear two different types of fans. There's people that are kind of like, you know what? Everything is perfectly okay. You know, almost blind to it, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then there's people that are like, this is really, really bad. Like, I think I'm not saying this is really bad right now. I think you, you can recover from a two and two start. Carson Wentz is a huge reason why. And I think the defense has played way better. I see we have some callers want to talk about the cornerbacks. I'm not as nervous about the cornerbacks. All I'm saying is we're talking about tomorrow in this game. And if they lose this game, then I'm going to look at them very differently. Fair or not, I'm just saying how I view them now versus how I will tomorrow at 8 o'clock can really change based off of what happens and what what I'm saying is a must-win game. Here's what I remember about 2016. you know, And it was the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we all sat there and James and I, freaked out because we're like oh my god it's time the eagles are here yeah. where they were three and one at that point they're gonna yep. roll into division oh the steelers are are you know they're a playoff contender and then the they're steelers three and oh and then the steelers kind of just faded away in the the first couple of weeks after that and then they bounced right back and they got into the playoffs i think they were on the doorstep of the afc championship game at that point like the it's a constant reminder for both, especially in the first four weeks of the season. We're judging a lot of things. In fact, in the two o'clock hour, boy, oh boy, we're going to play good take, bad take. And I think it's a, I think it's a good one and a great example of the first four weeks of the season and how we're judging everything. But that I just I can't dive into that pool, and mainly because we've seen a lot of things already. How can I possibly look at this team? And and I know this isn't based on. Uh, statistics, or this is all just based on feel. I cannot tell that th- this team that won a Super Bowl in the most extraordinary way ever last year that their season is probably going to be done, and they're not Super Bowl contenders if they have three losses on their record. It's like a, that's insane to me. These are great point, John. Yeah. You say three losses as if they played twelve games. It'll be three losses in six games. And you bring the Steelers up. I looked this up. You're right. Steelers got off to a slow start that year, and they finished red hot. But you know what happened? They had to play at home. Then they had to go on the road, mm-hmm. and then they had to go on the road again, and they lost to the Patriots. Yes. Right, but there are teams that have gone on the road and won. The Patriots but, won their first Super Bowl as a, as a four-seed or whatever it was. Right. They were 11-5. and five. We talked about those Giants teams. Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl as a six-seed. Like, yes, historically, you have a, a greater advantage if you're the one or the two-seed, but those numbers are also the fact that the one and the two-seeds are generally the best team in football. So right. That, you know, I mean. And, but what so, I'm saying is this Eagles team is good enough to be a top two-seed. They should be sure. a top two seed. Sure. So right. then that kind of doesn't that go against what you just said then? Because if they are playing Good that enough, way, wait, and they, they are playing like a one or two house? seed, yeah. yeah. I feel very ganged up on right now, guys. You're both. You're both. Yeah. A, Vince, is there a lifeline, or is this is this a three on one here? Well. Elliot's got a good point in terms of seeding. You don't want to go on the road, like especially you look at the NFC right now, and this is a division or a conference that's just open for the taking. To not get yeah. that two seed is a massive disappointment. And, yes, and talk about this team in the defense, right? What is the common talking point? The defense sucks on the road, mm-hmm. and so that's going to be the nature of the business at this point. It's going to be if they're if they're the four seed, you get that divisional round, then you're going on the road twice to get to the Super Bowl, and if they're playing anything like this 
to get to get to that four seed, say they're ten and six, then yeah, I think it's a massive problem. Well, oh, sorry, go ahead. James. I was going to say the whole point is of this argument is that by the time the playoff comes, they're not playing like this. You know, that's the point. Yes. You know that that they might be ten and six or eleven and five, but they're that team that goes into the playoffs and people are like, "Oh, I don't want to play the Eagles right now." That's not. I don't want to play that. They just won the Super Bowl. They're, they're red hot. They're now. gelling yeah. right now. I don't want that team coming in my building. Yeah, you, they they could be that team. I agree. But my point is, and again, we're talking about this as if they lose tomorrow. That's my point. If they win right. tomorrow, right? So a different conversation. Right. If they lose tomorrow, they're five games into their schedule, right? That's almost basically a third of the games they'll play, roughly. Yep. Like, so at what point do you need to see it? Like, are you saying like week eleven? Like, at what? I'm point- saying this. I- I will say the second half of the season to me is more important than the first half. Significantly more important. And that's the thing, too. It's just, you know, you look at Kansas City is one of the most fun teams in the first four weeks of the season. Andy Reid's got an incredible offense. Patrick Mahomes is killing it. What, he's 14-0 in terms of touchdowns to interceptions? And you're you're going and you're going and you're going. Uh, We know what happens. In November and December and into the playoffs with Andy Reid teams, and it could be different. This could be, you know, they gets the QB that finally overcomes all that. It's the same story that we get into every single year, and it's the it's the way I feel about the defense in general, too, and, and everyone's kind of take on all of it. Just as you said, and this is where we agree the most, the offense has been the most... Yes. Most eye-opening, oh my God, what's happening? You're 26 in the league in scoring. I know there's injuries, but at the same time, there was a lot of, well, if you got Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles coming in, everything's going to be fine. Everything kind of fell apart there. So, to me, I feel the same way about the defense that this team and this unit will continue to get better as well as you see more Sidney Jones and probably more Avante Maddox, and there's still schematically things that they have to do to go and accomplish and and I'll even say this, they didn't play that bad on the road in Tennessee. They didn't. It's just factually correct. They didn't. They screwed up in overtime, and the offense didn't help them in regulation. That's what we need to be focusing on, and uh, we'll roll your calls and figure this thing out. How important is this game against the Vikings? Because, man, yeah, I feel like it's going to be a bloodbath in here. 888-729-9494. It's Go Birds Radio. John Bartridelli, Short Parks. James Seltzer, Vince Quinn, right here at Sports Radio 94 WIP. Well, see, you just say something like, I don't think Timmy Jernigan is going to play this year. And uh, what did you find on his Instagram? Listen to the show, uh, Johnny. Sub, sub, basically subtweeting you, essentially. I, I feel like he is. Yeah. Timmy Jernigan just posted on Instagram a picture of him wearing football cleats with a little hourglass emoji. So, All right. I'm, I hear you, Tim. You you Listen, I'm not saying I don't want you out there. I just it didn't seem like you were ready to go. So we'll he have disagrees. To, we'll have to find out. He <laughs> 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 disagrees. Go Birds Radio, James Seltzer, Elliot Shore Parks, John Barchard, Vince Quinn, uh, behind the glass. In fact, Vince has the most important job of the week right now. You want to know Ooh. why, James? Ooh. Because it's time for the NFC least. All right, Johnny. Dallas sucks. We all know that. Yep. So what's going on in Dallas? Oh, hey, they're back, everybody. They won another football game down at home. And guess what? Dak Prescott, for the first time in what seems like 10 years, even though he hasn't been in the league for 10 years, threw over 150 yards. Congratulations. The offense back. It's fixed. There's no problems on the offensive line. Travis Frederick just didn't go on IR. The only semi-competent wide receiver that you had isn't also on IR uh, with Terrence Williams. So, hey, Dallas is back. Their defense is elite, and they're going to go win the division. At least that's what they're telling us in Dallas. They at least, still at least suck. They have Dak, so they should be fine, right? Isn't that what I heard? All right, Johnny, 
What's going on with the team that Elliot Short Parks said is the worst in football? How about those New York Giants? They don't even deserve to be on the NFC least. They should be on a list called the NFC Extinction. They've been done for weeks. They allowed Saquon Barkley to get his teeth pulled by, yes, a literal DDS certified dentist named Pat Shermer. That's how you're going to start <laughs> off his career to make his pain and just overall feeling of his career feel nice and welcome. In New York City. Well, at least they're not racist. You know who is? What's going on in Washington, Johnny? They have a hundred-year-old running back as their best playmaker. A tight end that it sneezes can get injured at any point. Oh, and by the way, they traded out quarterbacks who are basically the same, who have both proven that they can't win in big games. <laughs> nothing changed in Washington. Literally, well... Not not literally nothing. I saw that Jay Gruden ordered a salad at Hooters. What a weird thing to do. <laughs> which is different from the chicken wings Who that he usually orders. That? But man, oh man, it's being in Washington is like it's it's like you're a you're an Applebee's. You're the Applebee's of the NFL. <laughs> you're there. No one wants to go inside you unless there is literally nothing else to do. And that, ladies and gentlemen. Is the NFC list. Well done. All right. So, uh, obviously, we want to keep talking about matchups and, and a lot of different things uh, revolving this this Vikings team. But there is there is a take out there, and we got to determine whether... It's a pretty fiery take. Yeah, it is. We got to determine whether I'm it's good or bad. it a lot right now. Vince Quinn, what is the take that is out there? Elliot Shore Parks is the flyest guy in oh, no! sports We all know oh, that's a bad, bad, bad good take. take. <laughs> Bad Vince saw me down in Tampa stunting yeah, on everybody. Take Elliot right. is sharp, man. I just oh, respect. man. Just, you, right. Inflate his head more, Vince. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. I got you, Elliot. So, all right. Actual take, fellas, is Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. Oh, Ooh. buddy. Man, who wants to jump in the fire? I'll do it. I'll jump in the fire first. Do it. With, with, with the red microphone right now, by the way. It's, uh, gentlemen, it's a good take. No! It's a good take. I'm sorry. I don't want to say it, but it's a good take. Because it's, it is, the only reason why I'm saying it is because it's very possible that Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. And I know Adam Lefko from the Sims and Lefko podcast will be joining us at 245. I know his co-host kind of feels the same way too. I Listen, it's the first four weeks of the season. We just got through a conversation discussing that. Hey, you know, you you can't judge everything in four weeks. People overreact and underreact to everything. But we knew when Carson Wentz had it. And you and I knew when he had it. I'm sure Elliot knew when he had it, too. It was in that Cleveland Browns game. We go, this guy has it. Sure. Patrick Mahomes has it and more. Uh, <laughs> see, like, that kid is for real. And it doesn't mean, see, that's what I'm saying. When I make this statement, I'm not saying that Carson Wentz is bad. we got to stop doing that as... As, as NFL analyst and all the rest. Look, Doesn't I've, mean he's bad, but I'm saying if you had to start your franchise right now, I'd probably pick Patrick Mahomes. See, it's a bad take. It's a bad, it's a it's, bad, it's a take. bad take. And here's the thing. I would, if I were starting a franchise, Mahomes would be second for me. Like, I'm not down on Mahomes. What he's done is amazing. He's got a better arm than Wentz. I think we can all agree on that. Athletic as hell, all that, but... I'm sorry, man. What I have seen from Carson Wentz, what that dude does above the shoulders, what he does from a work ethic perspective, all the -the off-the-field stuff, and I'm not saying Mahomes can't do some of that stuff, but he's not Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is the best I've ever seen this early in his career in terms of recognition, in terms of play design, in terms of understanding what's happening around him and making the right decisions. 
Add in all the physical gifts that guy has. Yep. And again, the work ethic. I, we can't underrate that this guy for the rest of his career is going to work like Tom Brady, like Peyton Manning, like the the greats of all time. That's what this guy is as a worker and as a brain. And then you add in all the physical stuff. I love Mahomes, but I'm taking Wentz. It's far too early to put, even put Mahomes in the same That's stratosphere. That's not the game. Play. That's yeah. not the game. <laughs> Nick Foles. Through 27 touchdowns and two interceptions in one season. Very true. True. This happens. Quarterbacks get hot. I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes is Nick Foles by any stretch of the imagination. What I am saying is, of the two, one of them was voted the third best player in the NFL last year. And that player was Carson Wentz. In 13 games, too. One of them was going to be NFL MVP. And that was Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz can do everything Patrick Mahomes can do. And he's done it for longer. Can he throw left-handed while he's going to his right, uh, escaping from Von Miller? Does that matter? <laughs> is that what we're judging? How good is no, this offhand? No, it's just another, it's just, I'm just, I, look, I'm I, looking at Patrick Mahomes, I'm going, oh, wow. But, but again, you're also looking but at a guy who's But you said that played, about Wentz last Yeah, you're, of course you're I also did. Of course doing, I did. But, you're doing, but I'm, not, I'm not saying. It's a guy who's had four games in the NFL, and defenses now are going to have a chance to adjust to this guy, to finally be like, all right, we've got tape. We see what he's doing. We see what he's doing in the offense. And also, we're talking about a guy who has maybe the most athletic set of weapons in the history of football. I'm literally, Kelsey, a tight end. Oh, we're Tyree doing that Gil- again, huh? Chris Conley, one of the... The weapons gr- making the quarterback but, but, thing? No, but like, <laughs> okay. I'm not saying right. that. I just said I would put Mahomes second. Let's not... Again, you're doing what you just said not to do. <laughs> I'm not saying it's just the weapons make the quarterback, but I'm saying when you, we're talking about two guys who, in my mind, are the best... The, the top two guys I would start a franchise with in the NFL right now, you have to look at differentiators, right? You have to look at situation. You have to look at all that stuff. I think Mahomes is more helped by the people around him than Carson Wentz is. I believe more that Carson Wentz is the great quarterback that he is because of him than I believe just because of Mahomes is in his case. All right, Vince Quinn. It's either going to be a dunk or um, uh, it's an outlet pass to you. Which one is it going to be? <laughs> Carson Wentz, man. It's Carson ah, Wentz. It's a yes! Here's the Finney! thing. Here's the thing. The problem is that for Patrick Mahomes, as crazy as he's been, I mean, his numbers, if he stays on this pace, he's he's going to totally demolish everything Wentz did last year. But he's going to demolish what anyone has ever yeah, done. Yeah, if he like, stays on this pace. It's like, amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's 60 it's touchdowns, no interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is yeah, it's yeah. insane. So what he's doing is unbelievable. But the weapons are great. and it, But it is also four games into the season. How are teams going to adapt? to this team? How is he going to handle having injuries out there? Like, we're seeing Wentz, you know, he had to play his first game coming back off an ACL tear, and he doesn't have Alshon Jeffrey or really anybody to speak of. Like, what happens if Tyreek Hill goes down? This, this week, this week is a great indicator for this argument, because they're playing Jacksonville. Yeah. Right. What what better matchup to see how big of the real deal Patrick Mahomes is when you've got a couple of weeks of film on this, and the best defense in the league is coming to town? I mean, that, that game's going to say a lot about this argument. Yeah, and, and just like, and again, I know it's not the game but just like ellie said it's way too early to determine anything i'm just saying the take is good because it looks and can be true that's that's really where i'm coming from it i and honestly i again because See, i of think the, it would be a better take right now to say carson wentz is better than patrick mahomes because everyone's in love with patrick mahomes right. and he's the new sexy young quarterback that yeah. everyone loves like it's a it's a hotter but I'm not, but I'm it's not a hotter that. take to say that the guy who was going to win the MVP last year is a better quarterback than the guy who's played four games but it is if you told me you would take Patrick Mahomes because Carson suffered a torn ACL no I, I, that I, I would hate be that a argument. different debate I hate that argument okay yeah. okay but, well, that's your best argument. Yeah. So you should maybe, maybe you should learn it. I just you know because everybody goes into that same 
Same fit. Well, yeah, like Mike Florio. Come on, damaged goods. Give me that a break, that man. That's ridiculous. He looks be- as physically as well or better than he ever has. I mean, yeah. come on. Like, let's be real about yes. this. I just, for me, like again, quarterback consistency. That is key. It's consistency. Carson's been in the league for thirty-one games, and he's looked very good. For I mean, look, rookie year, ups and downs, but for the most part, every game has shown signs of being a franchise guy. Patrick Mahomes, four. Yeah, four but, games. but the, the, the difference is, I'm not looking at guys like. Jared Goff, and certainly not that fraud Mitchell Trubisky, by the way, who's going to come back down to earth <laughs> in about two seconds because the Nagy, whether he's uh, you know doing it or not, is simplifying the offense. I think, as Vince Quinn said in our last NF- NFC uh, a beast uh, you know podcast, there I look at all the young quarterbacks, and I, Patrick Mahomes is so much different than all of the the guys that are in the incoming so class. Wentz, I think though. he's better than Watson. Like that's what I'm saying. So do I. I. I think Wentz is better than Watson. No, no, no. Too. I'm saying Mahomes. Yeah, both of those guys. I agree. Guys. I, I think they're one two. And I, I think, think it's going to be one a one b. Mahomes are one two. I agree with you. We're saying the same thing here. We just have different ones and different twos. Yeah. I'll be, I'm with you. I'll be very interested to see what we're saying after week twelve. That's all. I'm saying. Saying, I just yeah. want to see Patrick again. Like again, like Nick Nick Foles twenty seven and two. Patrick Mahomes stats aside has shown everything you want to see. But there's something a little red flaggy about 14 and 0. Like just a little like <laughs> he's Derek Anderson little, all of a sudden. No, yeah. I'm saying a little like you know a little like red flaggy. Have yeah, you not been watching it's the games? Too good. No, that, he that's looks what I'm amazing. Saying. Like it's, he's amazing. And look, I again, uh, yeah. I just here's the thing, and and in watching the games, I I'm in. Like I said, he's my number two. We're right. we're really, and I think Jared Goff. We were all wrong about that dude. Yeah, that dude might be wrong. But not, really but good, not, yeah. but not right enough yet. No, for me. and he, no, he's yeah. not, and he's not. That's what I'm saying. He's not. That's where I was going. He's not with those two for me right now. But the thing with Mahomes is, I just need to see more. He's never had to deal with adversity. He's never had to. And look, he was—he he literally faced adversity on Monday Night Football. Oh come on, that's one game, and yes, he played four. well. And we four. I'm talking about real adversity. I'm talking about losing All players right. on your team. I'm talking okay. about having a losing record deep into a season, or this or that, or whatever. But also the fact that like his guys are wide open. I mean, and it's the offense, it's the scheme, it's but the he's, talent. He's a part of making them. I know open. he is. Again, I am not slamming Mahomes. I'm just <laughs> splitting hairs here. <laughs> I'm done. But that's I'm what, done. <laughs> it's, pre- it's pretty crazy. 888-729-9494. I'm curious what, what uh, Mark thinks about this in Plymouth meeting. Mark, what's going on, buddy? This is ridiculous. The NFL is a flavor of the month kind yep. of league. So the same people who are now kissing Mahomes' ring are the same ones who are proclaiming Dak Prescott the second yes, coming get him, John Elway. Well, this okay. is, listen, it's, I, 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 mean, I, 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 a lot better than first that, of all, <laughs> real quick, Mark, I am not Key and Fahey and I never will be. And that's, that is, that is the God's truth. That, that, no... did, did you guys see that tweet that came back out this week from Fahey that I never saw at the time? It was oh, yeah. a tweet where it was like, it was like, uh, picks for golf, g- Watson, Wentz, and, and Mahomes. Mahomes. People, it was like, people are panicking. People are panicking. Right? <laughs> it's like the four best young quarterbacks in the yeah. sport. Oh, it's Sorry, so Mark, bad. Go, go ahead. I, I, you can rush me. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going because I've got a rant in me today. Oh, I'm excited. Let's hear it. So you asked, the, you asked the Buffalo Bills if Carson Wentz would be damaged goods to them. You asked the New York Giants, the Washington Redskins, and the Dallas Cowboys. You asked probably 26 out of 32 teams if they would take, quote-unquote, damaged goods over the trash they have been rotating in and out of their quarterback room. And I will tell you that Mike Florio, the lawyer who quit to start a freaking blog, is maybe not the best arbiter of good judgment. I work. No, no argument for me there. Yeah, I thought that was the most ridiculous thing of the week, and that's exactly right, man. I mean, that's in anyone. You go. I would even say. Uh, I don't know who would you. Who else would you flip? I mean, I, I would take 
you can you can give away Rosen and put Wentz in there. There's a lot of different situations that are year one quarterbacks or just struggling through the Jets. I'm sure they would swap that, those guys Everyone out. Right? Anybody in this QB class, I, almost. I, I, Car- Carson's the best quarterback asset in the yes, NFL. Yes, in the NFL, the other thing, than maybe Mahomes. I think those are Mahomes, the two yeah. best assets in the NFL right now. The one thing Mahomes has not proven the ability to do yet is make his players better, make his teammates better. Absolutely. And no, Wentz, I, 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 Wentz has done that. Wentz has made Aguilar from trash in the gold. He's made the running game stronger because defenses can't key on receivers. They've got to worry about his mobility. He's made the offensive line look better. He's made that whole team, the defense, look a lot stronger because they've spent all last year playing from ahead, pinning their ears back and rushing the passer. Completely agree, Mark. Tomorrow. Especially, especially last year against that Rams game, and that's what, that was. unfortunately, it's, it's where he ended the season last year. Definitely. But, you know, I, I mean... We, <laughs> it's it's also hard to be the guy that makes your team better in four games as, as well, which is like kind of goes against what I'm saying. But uh, you yeah, know, I think it's going to get there. It's a bit of an unfair criticism because I do think he has helped Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's helped all those guys. Yeah, dude, I, yeah. his his deep ball, the way he's a, I, and I know, and James it space. James, and, you had said like he, he's they're guys that are wide open, but his eyes are also manipulating totally. that. At a, a, well, a veteran they, level, they, that you're going whoa. Well, and he keeps his eyes downfield. They yeah. pass downfield. It's a deep vertical passing game. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not taking Mahomes. I'm not saying he has no role in that. It is Go Birds Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. I just saw uh, Jeff Mosher feeding himself. Uh, I don't know, like four tasty cakes in his mouth. It's pretty impressive. Adam Kaplan also coming in and joining. Them. Elliot's getting good at the microphone. <laughs> yeah, slowly. I'm slowly like a small there. child you're bringing along. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm trying. I'm a fly child, but I'm, I'm, the, yes. I'm a small a well, one. A well-dressed child. Yeah, well, right. A well-dressed baby. That's what uh, <laughs> They're going to do Inside the Birds from 3 to 4 p.m. But right now, and, and I will always call it the Lefko and Sims podcast as we look forward to this every Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday afternoon to pick the Sunday winner's Let's check in with our good friend Adam Lefko from the Sims and Lefko podcast on Bleacher Report. What's going on, Adam? E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! It just sounds beautiful. What up, fellas? We're doing, uh, oh, we're, we're, it? we're doing great. And actually, because I know that, uh, that Chris Sims over there has talked and was probably one of the only guys throughout the last two years that pegged Mahomes and Wentz as these guys are special. So we were kind of having... Just a little bit of debate because there's, you know, the flavor of the month and everything just kind of shoots out there with QB takes. Do you think that Patrick Mahomes could possibly be better than Carson Wentz once it's all said and done? Ooh, I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say yeah. And that's unfortunate. Uh, well, to be clear, that was Carson not the question. Wentz. That wasn't the question. Yeah, that wasn't the question yeah. we were arguing. If I, I you know, had I know. to I'm choose just, one, yeah. who would you choose? If I had to pick one, I would pick Patrick Mahomes. Oh, wow. That really hurts me. Wow. The only guy to come in and save me. Here's the reason. If we're talking, like, I think Carson Wentz is a better leader. I think that he's more polished right now. I think he throws better balls underneath and intermediate. But Carson Wentz cannot throw the balls that Patrick Mahomes is capable of. So that's already something he can't do. And I also like Patrick Mahomes the way he uses his run, where Carson can kind of get himself in trouble. But if we're talking about two of the quarterbacks that could dominate for the next decade – 
the fact that we have one and the Giants still have Eli Manning is going to let me sleep. <laughs> all right, you swung it yeah. around well. Now there. we're back. And, we're the, back. and the Cowboys have Dak, so it's all <laughs> working out well. Exactly. All right, Adam, with that being said, it's time for the picks. All right, first game that we have, gentlemen, Kansas City giving three points against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, yeah, it's a big. Patrick Mahomes now. Yeah, speaking of which, let's start there. It's, it's, a, it's a big matchup here, Adam. What uh, Are you feeling Kansas City's offense or are you feeling Jacksonville's defense in this one? I am going Jacksonville plus three. Wow. Here is why I am wrong. Kansas City is 4-1 in their last five games at home, and Jacksonville in their last three games against Kansas City, 0-3. Here's why I'm right. They were an underdog three times last season. They went 3-0. and Chiefs on a short week. Jacksonville got to rest in the second half and has been hearing about this Chiefs offense all week. Mahomes had to play a Hall of Fame performance to beat Denver. Jacksonville is <laughs> better than Denver. I like Jacksonville to win this one by two or three. Oh, ring that bell, baby, because it is at home in Kansas City. I feel like everybody's going, this is where the regression comes from Patrick Mahomes. And just like Adam said, if you are really, truly a believer in that Patrick Mahomes could be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL He's going to take this one, ESP. So I'm going to go with Adam. I'm going to pick the Jaguars plus three. I think it's a really close game, but if I can get points, I'll go that way. So I'm going to take the Jaguars. Make it three to one on oh that my one. Goodness. I'm with the Jags. The Jags are a good football team. They need a win going in there. Mm-hmm. And I, look, Kansas City's not going 16 and 0. Sorry, guys. That defense is atrocious. I'm taking the points. Vince Quinn, where are we heading to next, sir? Next, we are heading to Houston. The Texans are going to be giving three and a half points to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, see, Adam, I'm just going to go ahead and launch myself into it. I think the Texans take care of business. I know that you look at that team and it hasn't been great and it was a weird game in Indianapolis, but I'm going to say that Dallas isn't strong away and that's a trend for me. That's good enough for me to take the Texans minus three and a half at home. And ring that bell. <laughs> yeah, buddy. That was phenomenal. I'm going Dallas plus three and a half. Here's why I'm wrong. Clowney and Watt, they're back. Zeke is going to have a hard time. Here's why I'm right. In their last 20 night games, Houston is 6-14. and 14. Since Dak took over, Dallas in night games, 10-2. and two. Oh, yeah, by the way, David Irving is back. Watson's running for his life. And Houston just played in overtime. Thus far, teams that played in overtime the week before are 1-5. and five. I first of all I love this here's why I'm right here's why I'm wrong thing keep doing this Adam but here's the thing on this one you don't need to say why you're wrong cuz you're just right I'm with you I'm taking the points Houston is not good enough to be a three and a half point favorite it's as simple as that I think Dallas's defense is better they'll play well it's going to be a close game I'll take the points so I'm going to agree with James but man that overtime stat oh, does not pose not bode well for the Eagles, Listen, right? One and five. Yeah, not, yeah. not great. And I got to tell you, for a week of betting, I'm out on an island for the first yeah. two games. I'm a little nervous here. Vince Quinn, where are we heading to next? All right, we're talking about another division team next as the New Orleans Saints are giving seven points to the Washington Redskins. So, Adam, uh, I mean, this line tells me the Saints. Are you feeling the same way here? I am not. I am taking oh, Washington. Okay. Look at this three straight upsets. Last year, I loved Washington in this game, and they were beating the Saints 31-16 to in the fourth quarter, and they ended up losing in overtime. Everyone underrates Washington and oversteps New Orleans. Now, here's why I'm wrong. There is no team 
worse on Monday Night Football than Washington. I mean no one. Their last 15 games on Monday Night Football, Washington is 2-13 and and 3-12 and against the spread. Here's why I'm right. Saints also suck at night games. (laughs) Their last five night games, 0-5. Washington, their last two years after a bye, they won. I think they're a super tough team, and I think once... Breeze breaks that record, it's going to deflate the balloon. I think it's close. I still think the Saints win, though. Oh, ring the bell! I uh, took a lot with the, uh, the yeah, that was congestion the I got going. Works. I made it work there. Uh, the Saints are just better. They're a better football team. They're at home. I think the Saints are starting to get rolling a little bit here. I think we're going to start seeing the good Saints and not the bad Saints. Washington, not good enough at receiver to take advantage of the atrocious New Orleans secondary. I feel fine laying the points. I think the Saints win easily. The best part about picking after Adam is I just I learned so much that I just change it right there, right? Like that that stat about the Redskins was amazing. I'm going with the Saints. I agree. I think they're gonna start rolling from here on out. And at three and one, maybe you know their demise has been a little understated. I think they'll roll from here on wow, out. Wow, it's Lefko Island at least for one. So yeah. the most important one here, Vince Quinn, what's the line right now with the Eagles, Vikings? Yeah, right now the Eagles are giving three points, gentlemen. All right, Adam. Hasn't so moved. this is uh, this three. is this is the big boy here. What's what's going to happen on Sunday at four twenty-five? Okay, so I have the Eagles winning, but I do not have them covering. Whoa, I'm thinking that's like close. I'm thinking close like game. I'm thinking like twenty-four twenty-three. Okay, Eagles their last twelve home games, eleven and one straight up, eight and four against the spread. Vikings their last seven games. One five and one against the spread. They're missing Everson Griffin. Here's the deal, though. Minnesota under Mike Zimmer as a road dog, third best record in the NFL the last four years against the spread, 14 and seven. Ten days to rest and repair. Mm-hmm. Eagles played almost a full overtime. I think Cox and Bennett have a big day in the backfield. I just think there's a few seam routes that get hit. Feeling digs. But I think a late Jake Elliott field goal puts the Eagles over the top. Oh, buddy. Uh, I'm not going to argue with that. I think it is going to be that close, and we're all going to be on pins and needles. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say, in a weird, they get a safety 22 20 Eagles. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) What have I been saying since week one about the Vikings? Frauds. They're frauds. Frauds. And you'll see that tomorrow. The Eagles are a better team, they have a better defensive line, they have the better quarterback, they have the better coach. They're at home, they're dominant at home. I've said throughout the show it's a must-win game for the Eagles for them to still be considered Super Bowl contenders. I believe the Eagles still are contenders. I believe they win tomorrow and they win convincingly. Eagles are going to win convincingly. I'm with I'm yeah. with ESP here. I'm like they're a better team. They're at home. They've they've not struggled at home. I think the offense gets rolling a little bit tomorrow. I think they win relatively handily, potentially double digits. Well, split- they didn't struggle at home. I mean, they barely beat the Colts. Like, let's be a little bit honest. <laughs> yeah, well, the defense is playing well at home, but, yeah. you know, that was Wentz's first game back without those two fumbles. That's they right. win that one handily. Let's, let's I'm giving Wentz. How many Wentz going to be great. Let's ca- in this this is how game. I'm watching the game. Let's count how many times Jim Schwartz puts Jalen Mills on an mm, island. Yes. And then after the game, stop blaming Jalen Mills and start looking at the Preach. coach. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. I've been saying that all week. <laughs> 100% agree. Uh, Adam Lefko, where can they find you on the Twitter.com? When's the next podcast dropping? Ooh, Adam Lefko, check it out. Or you can follow at Sims and Lefko. We got podcasts coming Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Show on YouTube. Bleacher Report, check it out. I'm running around my apartment because you got me pumped. <laughs> <laughs> there he is, Adam. We appreciate it, man. We'll see you next week. See you, fellas. Go, birds.